0: Good morning and welcome back, good people. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live, presented by Freeman Mazda Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Will Skywalker. Steel, boom. Yeah, Spike don't like girls. Little Giants, one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't see with this thing on. What's up, y'all? We back. Some this was yesterday, but we back. We here. Won't be for that long, though. So y'all better get in where y'all can fit in. Today, we're going to finally start the Ranking the Roster project. And let me tell y'all, when I was putting this together over the last few days, it got real fun. And I'm probably going to switch some of these rankings once we get into the actual rankings. Y'all probably like, what the hell is he talking about? Just bear with me. We're going to be breaking down the bottom roster into two tiers today, and we'll talk about who missed my actual cut. So stick around. I'll, I'll describe in detail how we're going to do these rankings. I think it'll be fun. Um, I've never done a rankings series before. I, I really don't do too many of those, but we're in the dog days, and I think this will be fun to kind of surpass the time. I don't think it'll lead us into camp, though. I don't think it's going to take that long. Um, but we're going to do the ranking series. We'll have some good time, a good time with it, as we always do. If y'all want to call into the show, you can. Like I said, it ain't going to be long today. I promise y'all. I say that all the time, but I'm for real. It won't be long today. 351-999-3787 is the call-in line. We're pretty much just going to bust it up and just almost kind of a freestyle f- flow of talking about uh, the bottom of this roster and who I think misses the cut into my rankings, my actual rankings and who might miss the cut in general on this team? But first off, shout out to the bomb squad. Bomb squad. Somebody said, "Hey, how do you you know become a part of the bomb squad? Man, you just gotta be here early. You just gotta be here early, and you're here at the end of the show, or you're participating. You know, it's it's free to be a part of bomb squad. No initiation, none of that. You just come through, support, and rock out uh, as much as you can, man. So." Shout out to Hector, shout out to Professor Rowe, TC915, Samuel Rowe, Toxic Tom Downey Burner account, a.k.a. he says Spike weighs more than TJ Vasher. Spike don't like girls. What's good, Peasy? Uh, D.A. Lee, what up? We got uh, Adam Mack in the building, Samuel Rowe, Keem Brown, James Ruff, John Jones, Gregory, Oscar Sullivan, Big H. What's good, Big H? Christina, how you doing? Sin City, CJ Richards, uh, David J, Uncut Coat, Straight Coat, uh, TC915, who else we got up in the building here? Who else? Who else? McKenzie, two time, two time. Uh, Matt Goddix was good. Quiddy, who? Mag Jones. Uh, Primetime Phil, Miss Lamitra. how are you? Nick Mims, y'all uh, in here arguing about D-Ball or DK? It's a conversation for another day, maybe. Maybe for another day. Uh, who else is in the building? I think that's about it for right now in regards to – Oh, hey, Brian Bradford, I see you just dropped in. T-Mac, what's good? D-Block 88, Ultra Cowboys, uh, Peter Rizzo came through, Money Mission came through. All right, everybody coming through now. I appreciate that. Y'all come on through, man. What's good, T-Smooth? We got T-Mac and we got T-Smooth. We in those dog days, but I think we're going to have some fun with this ranking series. Here's why I think it's gonna be fun. We're not gonna have the same rankings, and y'all know me. I like to I like to debate a little bit, so and i like I like when y'all kind of prove me wrong in a sense of I always say, hey man, change my mind, change my mind on this player not being part of this or this player doing that because if you can do that, I clap it up for you. so I want y'all to change my mind on some of these as we go through uh this roster ranking and then in the roundup. We got a surprise standout, according to ESPN, Todd Archer. And there's a, hold on, let me, where's my bell? Where's my bell? Where's my bell? There's a fight going down. <sighs> What's going on with these athletes, man? Uh, but before we get into the roundup, which this should have been a part of the roundup, let's quickly talk about Terry McLaurin. He secured the bag, y'all. Did y'all know that? He got a three-year, $71 million extension and I feel like anytime time I hear about a contract or I, you know money, I just... Here comes the money. Here we go. Here
1: comes the money.
0: The money has come for Terry McLaurin, which means C.D. Lamb is up next. He got a $28 million signing bonus. And I think that puts him in the top five-ish category of wide receiver pay, which means hate to do this. Amari Cooper's contract don't look so bad right now. I I, I'm, I don't like to go back, but I'm just saying people was, you know, crying and whining about his money. But now Amari Cooper is about in the middle when it comes to, to, to guarantees and things like that and, and cap numbers. And about eight or nine of these dudes are above him. So, yeah, just just saying, this contract don't look so bad right now. Uh, but I worry a little bit, Cowboys Nation. I worry a little bit. And, and I'm not, and then get, look, good for Terry McClellan. I think he's a fantastic wide receiver, uh, one of the more underrated ones. I think he'll have another good season. This will be his fourth starting quarterback to begin the year. That's no small feat to be as good as he's been uh, in his young career. So salute to him. But I'm getting a little worried. Not about the Washington football people. Nah, no, 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 no. I'm getting worried about CD Lamb. Because these numbers and the numbers I think that he's going to put up as the number one guy, they're going to have to come together. Like CD is going to go into the negotiation table and say, well, look at rookie year, second year, third year. I think they're going to progress between catches, between yards, between touchdowns. They're going to get better, which means he's eligible for an extension, which means all these dudes that are getting paid. CD is going to come to the table and say, hey, it's time to get paid, Steven. It's time to pay me. Now, they don't have to. I hope CD doesn't do a little holdout dance like like Zeke did and head to Cabo. And we got this whole situation going. But what makes me nervous is that if CD does, and we talked about this, if he does have a 1,200, 1,300-yard season, 8 to 11 touchdowns, you could argue you might want to get in front of this right now you could argue that. He could argue that. He could say, okay, cool. We'll go ahead and play the fourth year. But I'm going to get better. And those numbers are going to continue to go up. So instead of paying me $28 million a year or whatever it's going to be, which, man, that's a big number, it's going to go up to $30-plus the following year because more receivers are going to get paid. So it is – I get nervous, y'all, because I don't I don't know if he'll do that. Real quick before we get into roundup, do you think – Steven Jones would pay C.D. Lamb top market money at receiver. I mean, they did it with Amari at that time. So that gives me a little bit of hope. They did it with Amari. What y'all think? Toxic says they won't do it. Ghostface Ghostface said, just raise my antennas. Yeah, man, mine's is definitely raised. I, I... I'm not. I don't feel too good about it for CD, and not because I don't like CDs. Just that Stephen Jones don't like paying. Gregory said, "Yeah." Professor says, "Yes, I do." I'm saying, "Do they?" Oh, oh yes, you do think they will. Okay, okay, okay. TC nine one five. Hell yeah. Peter says, "No," yeah, because because he's our draft pick. That is that's a great point, Peasy. That's a great point. He is our draft pick. He's our guy. That's true. Uh, if she if CD shows it more this year, that will uh, that will watch. Well, that's what I mean. If he continues to progress, do you see the Cowboys paying him? What, is, what will it be by the end of the year? $30 million per year? Roughly 28 to $30 million per year? Oh, I can't believe I'm saying those words for a wide receiver. But that's where we're trending. That's where we're trending. So keep that in mind as our 88 goes out there and tries to get paid, y'all. All right, let's get into this roundup and get to this rankings, uh, beginning of this ranking series.
1: It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time!
0: It is time for for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. It's only fitting that I ring the bell when I talk about this here. Adrian Peterson versus Le'Veon Bell. This is from ESPN. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell signed contracts for a heavyweight boxing exhibition at I mean on July 30th in Los Angeles. Both former all-pro running backs will be competing in a, in a boxing ring for the first time, but since it's an exhibition, they won't officially mark their pro boxing debuts. Now listen, I know these celebrity boxing things are a thing now. I get that. I think they're strange. And I know I know AP or A.D., depending on what you want to call him all day, or Adrian Peterson, is just about all but done. Same thing for Le'Veon Bell. But this, this is usually when you hit the bottom of the bottom. This, y'all, I mean, he was just in the league. Come on, Peterson. Like, what's good? I would love if this was an actual celebrity deathmatch, though. But who you got? Adrian Peterson... Or Le'Veon Bell. This is a. This should be a sweep, y'all. I don't know. I don't even know the boy Le'Veon Bell like that. But I've heard stories about Adrian Peterson's hands. I've heard he has the strongest handshake in the world. His hands are are massive. We know he's a robot. This should be an easy clean sweep. I got Adrian Peterson in a knockout. I ain't gonna watch it, but I think he gonna knock the shit out of Le'Veon Bell. This should be easy. Uh, ap, ap, I got ap. Ap will destroy Bell. They might need the money, Scott. This wow, man, they got paid. But you're right, man. These dudes don't really. Uh, somebody gonna get a, a, a deducted for trucking. <laughs> no f's given ap. Come on, ap gonna knock this man out, dog. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And if he doesn't, I'd be shocked. He's a robot. Then coming from ESPN as well, Todd Archer wrote an article. TJ Vasher is named the surprise off-season standout via Todd Archer. Here is what Archer had to say in his little excerpt here. Uh, actually, no, I'll read some quotes from uh, Mike McCarthy. This is what Mike McCarthy had to say. He's made some really big-time flash plays and splash plays. He has some really particular. He had some really particularly in the red zone. But you can see his ability down there, big plays and scramble drills and things like that. I just think like any young player, particularly in this development, is getting the details of the everyday situations. He seems to be the flavor of the month in T.J. Vasher, but for good reason, right? Let's not knock what he's been able to do in regards to progressing as from a receiver standpoint. This is a dude who came in raw, didn't get a chance to play as much last year. Because he got hurt in the um, offseason. So to see that Archer named him the surprise guy, I think it's a good thing. I say this all the time. I get it. It's OTAs. I get it. It's helmets and shells and all that good stuff. But you'd rather hear these guys are doing good things than bad things. Josh Ball. Right? You'd rather hear the good things. So now the question becomes, does TJ Vasher make my cut? And this is what I mean by cut. Now I can actually get into the details of how I'm going to do this series. I just came up with it uh, because I didn't want to just flat out rank one through 90. We are not doing that. Actually, we're not even going to be doing 90 players. The actual number rankings will be a top 40. That's what I decided to do. Top 40. And then after that, which is today, we're going to be doing who missed that cut. And breaking those into two tiers. Now the reason why I did it this way. Is because. If you didn't make my top 40. You still have obviously the opportunity to make. The team. The 53. I don't like to do an early 53 man roster breakdowns in June. I don't. But this is a way to kind of tease it I guess. So. The two tiers I did are 10 and 10. So there's technically 60 players we're going to be talking about. And today we're talking about 20 of them real quick. We're not going to be spending a whole entire hour and a half on these guys. But I got a tier two and I got a tier one. Did TJ Vasher make the top 40? Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. All right, let's get to tier two. Let's get to tier two. Again, I didn't rank these 1 through 10 or nothing like that, so don't think like, oh, you got Francis Bernard last on the entire one. No, no, no. I just literally broke these guys up into Tier 2. We'll start backwards because we're there. And on the right-hand side, you got Francis Bernard, Matt Forniak, Jaquan Hardy, Jeremy Sprinkle, and Marquise Bell. If I had to look at who I think make the actual team on that side, I think we'd all would agree Marquise Bell is our guy that we want to see make the team that we think has a shot as an undrafted, maybe the highest shot as an undrafted free agent. Well, I think Jeremy Sprinkle probably makes his team because veteran he's your tight end too, blocking all that stuff right, right now. My dark horse though. And I said this when we did the running back breakdown, my dark horse is Jaquan Hardy. That's my dark horse running back three toxic running back three is still a battle while I while we believe Ryan all might have the lead at this moment nothing is for sure with that with that position because nobody is a runaway favorite so if Jaquan goes out there and he looks better at it as a running back me personally I'm not cutting him just because Ryan all can play special teams so my dark horse on that side is Jaquan on the other side Got De'Ron Bland, Jake McQuay, Izzy McQuamu, Josh Ball, and Isaac Arakon. And now that I see Justin bring up Garibay, I'm kind of a little little upset I didn't put Garibay's not on any of the list because I like Garibay, but I didn't put him on there. (laughs) I put Jake McQuay though, because he's a Pro Bowl long snapper. And I get it. He's a long snapper. People might say, what the hell? But but we know he's making a team, and he he was a Pro Bowler, so I got to give a nod to him. But on that side, I'm not as sure as I am with Jeremy Sprinkle, Marquise Bell. Hell, like I said, even Jaquan. I'm not as sure. Izzy would have to kind of show that, you know, he's worthy of that backup free safety role. Josh Ball will make the team because he was a fourth-round pick or whatever it was, fourth or fifth-round pick. But it hasn't been a good offseason for Josh Ball, according to those down there at the start. Jake, oh, we're talking about Jake. Deron Bland is the one. I was going to do a series, or not a series, a show where I talked about toughest path to the roster for rookies. I just find Deron Bland, if there's no injuries, like how are we carrying him on this team? Am I off base there? Because I look at the cornerback room and I think about, the top three in Lewis and Brown and, and Diggs, and then you got Kelvin Joseph and Nayshawn Wright. That's five right there. CJ Goodwin's gonna make this team. That's six. Are we carrying seven cornerbacks? Or are we cutting CJ Goodwin for Deron Bland? So I feel like Deron Bland is gonna to have to, to to ball out or show something in the in the special teams room to get on his team. I don't really see him being a, a, a factor in the cornerback room this year. Too many, too many players to to jump over. I'm looking here. So, if, if boss man gets suspended, yeah, I mean, that could be his way on. That could be his way on. So, of these guys, two questions would we'll do it for both tiers. Oh, I didn't even get to Isaac Addercombe. You could argue he shouldn't be on any of these lists because they have an extra year of eligibility. Now, if he shows that he is progressed to, to have a shot to make the roster, then sure. If not, they have another year they could put him on. Um, The international program. But of this list, who do you think is most to make this team and least to make this team? Least for me. Now that I think about that question. Hmm. Least Isaac got a call. I'll say I'll say I'll say Isaac. Yeah. I'll go least will be Isaac most. Uh, Josh Ball is kind of cheating because he was a fourth round. I ain't gonna get rid of him that that early. I guess Josh Ball, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Marquise Bell. I say most to make the team market. Jeremy Sprinkle and Josh might be cheating. So I'm trying to I'm trying to and Jake McQuay, those are cheating. Those guys will probably be on the team. But in regards to odds, I got Bell as the odds maker to make it because he's not he doesn't have a lot of odds probably. And then least Isaac out of call least to make it is Bernard. Jacob says he's, he's already gone. Yeah. I don't know if he's not on the team. Is he on the team? No, he's on the team. At least it's on, on the roster, at least on the, on their website. Uh, most is McQuaid, least Bernard. He's not on our team. So he's not on the team. That then why the hell did, is he on the roster? thought that too y'all hold on wait a minute now i don't want y'all to think i'm crazy let me just go on because i did use the okay he's not okay you're right you're right he's not on the website roster he's on the espn roster interesting all right so we can just scratch francis out of here (laughs) we can we can get him out of here i definitely thought that as well so I appreciate that. So we can scratch him out of here. So then forget Francis, which he wasn't even my, my pick. My pick was Isaac as least. Most I will have Marquise Bell. Primetime has most Bell, least Hardy. It's my dark horse, man. It's my dark horse. Um, Hardy, Joseph. I think they'll cut Josh Boss as Captain America. <clears throat> He'd have to be real bad. But it sounds like he's not doing too much. I think Deron Bland. I can't get that out my head, man. Because when we when we picked them, I'm like, eh, I mean, why why did you draft another corner? This is one of those things where during the draft period. Me and my guy, Jeff Cavanaugh, got into it on Twitter. Debate, not got into it, but on Twitter. And I was like, man, we got four or five fifth-round picks. Trade some of those and move back up into the third round or the fourth round, whatever. And try to secure a better player that you have on your board. or Try to secure an actual established player in the league. Traded to Mark Cooper for a fifth-round pick. Shaq Mason went for a fifth-round pick. You know what I mean? Like, you can go get a guy for a fifth-round, fourth-round combination type of situation. Instead, they sat there and they took a bunch of, they just threw a lot of darts. That's his argument. Hey, throw darts at the wall. See what hits. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but it just is what it is. If you look at our fifth round rate, it's awful. Well, how is it awful in the fifth round when you're getting guys like Xavier Woods who played above their sixth round expectation, Anthony Brown, Cedric Wilson? I don't don't know what to tell you. I don't know why they're hitting in the sixth round and not hitting in the fifth round. So, I didn't like the fact that they sat there and took four fifth fifth-round picks. Yeah, I like Demon Clark. Yeah, Willesco is a cool little project. You know, hopefully he can be a swing tackle at some point. Um, who else? Deron Bland, I, that's the one that really blew my mind. Like, okay, why are we taking Deron Bland? But whatever. Now, I look at the roster, and I look at when I did this ranking, I'm like, I can't possibly rank him above these other dudes. Right now, in June, this could change. So, I feel like he's the... Uh, the odd man out jaw says why keep ball if he has no value maybe maybe they look at him as a guy that has value we as fans obviously we're not there All, all i can do is report on what we've heard and the fact that what i've heard is that he hasn't really shown nothing yet so you know let obviously we gotta let the uh training camp go through and let's see what happens but I like Matt Willetsko's demeanor. Um, I like his feet better. He seems to be longer. I think they're both 6'8", but I think his length, he might be a little bit longer. I just, ball just doesn't do it for me. Right now. Professor O says, Bland needs to beat out Goodwin. I agree. That's the only possible scenario for me. Yeah. And maybe they'll do something like this. Well, look, we got four years with Bland. We only got one more year with CJ. Remember when we did the hot seat? And I was like, CJ got a little bit of heat on him because they drafted a Deron plan and he's in a contract year. That's about the only situation I can see. All right. Let's get to tier one. This is going to be an interesting one here because some of these names on here, y'all going to be like, whoa, they didn't make your top 40. No, they didn't. They didn't. And our guy, the flavor of the month, did not as well. Yeah, these are a lot. Of, now, now, this does not mean they don't make the team. Let me let me get that out the way here. In fact, I'd argue everyone on this list, sans maybe one or two, uh, one, two people won't make it. I think two people won't make the team on this list. I'm not saying I have the answer. I'm just saying. Between Rico, Ryan, Devin, and TJ Vasher, which I think you know. Somebody ain't making his team. Two of those dudes ain't making his team. So on the right-hand side, you got Quentin Bohan and Matt Willetsko, Luke Gifford, John Ridgway, and Devin Harper. Some people can argue they like a John Ridgway in the top 40. They like... A a, a a Cooper Rush in the top 40 or Jake Ferguson top 40. I couldn't do it. When I was putting together my top 40, I couldn't do it. Not just yet. So, I had to put him in the tier one of the best of the rest. I know you don't like that toxic, Tom. Yeah, your boy. Honestly, your boy was going to be put on tier two or not on the list at all. Just out of pure spite. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be realistic. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to troll my own fans here. Didn't want to do that to y'all. So I got Quentin, Matt Walesco, Luke Gifford, John Ridgway, and Devin Harper on the right-hand side. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't in good faith put Quentin in the top 40 when I went and looked at the players. The, the only one that I struggled with on that side that I thought about putting in there was John Ridgway. But I was like, how can I do that if, if we really haven't seen him play? Which there's going to be rookies in the top 40. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be rookies up there. But I also try to include, okay, you got draft pedigree, you got you know, potential, what they have done uh, in regards if they're in the league, they've been in the league. I mean, like a Quentin Bohanna, he's not in there. So how can I put John in there, not Quentin Bohanna in there, where Quentin has NFL tape, John doesn't. But I do have him above Quentin in this scenario, I guess. That makes sense. Then on the left-hand side, Jake Ferguson, Ryan Nall, Rico Dattle, Cooper Rush, and TJ Vasher. Rico and Ryan are going to be competing for the same spot. Same thing for Jaquan Hardy. Clearly, all three of those guys ain't making it. There's going to be practice squad uh, positions open for them. Y'all know me. I said what I said, and I'll say it again. I have Rico Dattle as the guy who's going to separate himself if he's healthy. But going into camp, I think Ryan Nall, Probably leads that clubhouse. <laughs> Joey said, hell no, I'll take him off this list. <laughs> I couldn't do it because, because if you if you actually look at Ryan Nall's career, he is a career special teams guy, uh, fullback running back type of dude. He deserves to be in the top 60 on the roster. Um, but I as you see, I didn't say 53. See, seven of these dudes ain't gonna make the team, maybe even more. Cooper's in the bottom 20, but Greer and and Danucci and aren't. No, I didn't. I didn't put Greer and Danucci aren't. I don't really see them making the team. either. So I just was like, I'm just going to save myself a spot and put some guys who I think are fighting a roster. I think this is Cooper Rush's job. If he loses this job, man, we in trouble, dog. I don't think they're carrying three. Do we think they're carrying three quarterbacks? I think they want to carry three quarterbacks. I think this is Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott, and then Greer and, and Danucci are just camp arms, and probably Danucci because he has a connection with the head coach. He'll be on the practice squad roster. So it's like I could I would have wasted two more spots where I could have you know added somebody else on there. Um, no, Robbie, these ones are not in order. So I just that's why I broke them up into tiers. These ones are not now tier one is is a, a technical order I guess. Tier two, obviously, is the least likely of the two tiers. So if you want to call an order, this would be the order. Tier one, tier two. Uh, These are the guys who I think, now, in regards, to not saying long shots to making the team. I shouldn't say that because there's guys like Jeremy that will. But I have them kind of below this tier right here. Now, is TJ Vasher, do we think TJ Vasher is making this team, he's the flavor of the month, Cowboys Nation. Six foot six, big wingspan. Now you got Mike McCarthy talking about you, right? He's taking advantage of having, you know, Michael Gallup out, CeeDee Lamb out. Tober was out at one point. Uh, Washington's out. So he's doing good things in OTAs. But we've had this conversation here. We've ha- We've had this conversation on the volume. I personally think if TJ is going to make this team, he has to do it by blowing away the staff as a receiver. I don't recall the last six foot six skinny as all hell special teamers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, y'all can help me out with that. I I don't recall a guy who's six foot six. I know he's 215, but man, he's, he's really thin playing special teams. So he's going to be a specialty player as opposed to a special teams player. And we know our offensive coordinator has a hard time using special T players. Uh Jacob says he does. I think he does. Scott, him and Simi are getting spots five and six. It's up for grabs. I tell you that. I mean, you could argue five and six, if they carry six, which they should probably, are up for grabs. Um, the top four, I think, are supplanted. You got Gallup, you got Uh, Cooper, I'm sorry, Cooper. You got Gallup, you got Lamb, Washington, Tobert. I guess you got Noah. I don't see both of them beating out Noah, though. Vasher could replace Turner. That's about it. But here's the thing, Craig. This is what Craig said on Facebook. Turner was a damn good special teams player. Turner was a damn good blocker. He did the dirty work. Professor O has Vasher making it. Here's what I I want him to make it because I think he has a higher ceiling than Noah Brown. Remember we had this conversation. Like Noah's cool. I think we do this too much here in in Cowboys Nation. But he plays special teams. But he's an excellent blocker at at running back. Um, He don't block at receiver. Like I get all that. But can they do the things that they are supposed to do? Like their number one objective. are can they be a good receiver? Can they be a good runner? Can they catch the rock? All that other jazz is secondary to me. So, if TJ Vassar has a higher ceiling as a wide receiver than a special teams player, I want that player on my team. And it's not just TJ, anybody. If not, then, yeah, you factor in all the rest of the stuff. But let's just use an example. If TJ Vasher's ceiling or ranking, if TJ Vasher is a 8 on the wide receiver scale, and a four on special teams. Noah's a four on the wide receiver scale, one to 10, and an eight on special teams. I'm taking TJ Vasher, me personally. And then I'm going to find a way to use his traits the, the six foot six, the, the, the length, the ability to catch the the highlight uh, balls, throw it up, deep balls, 50 50s, red zone. I'm going to use that because I've seen Noah Brown. He's a below average wide receiver. So, I would love for TJ to make the team as a receiver. You're going to have like six or seven corners. Throw the corner out there at, at special teams for all I care. Noah Brown's ceiling is about four feet high. That's what I'm saying. Like he's been here for five years, six years, whatever it's been. He is what he is as a receiver. I, I, you know, if he was, what's the cast name? Slater, What's his, whatever his first name is. If he was Slater from the Patriots, I'd completely understand. If there was a Hall of Fame for special teams, Slater would be in it. I think we tend to overvalue Noah Brown's special teams and blocking ability. The dude is not a tackle. You know what I mean? And when we needed Noah Brown to be a receiver last year, he didn't step up to me as like, yo, hey, let's go ahead and sit down Cooper for an extra game because Noah's filling in. He didn't pull a Miles Austin. No. So, I, Matthew Slater, thank you. I, I'd let him ride if, if TJ shows that he can be a better receiver. Now, Simi is really going to have to show me on special teams, too, because I think Simi is built to be a special team. So, I'm a huge Buckeye fan. Brown can play. He knows the system. Craig, see, but that's your bias. Talking, you're a huge Buckeyes fan. He's he been here, Craig, for five, six years. He can play what? Special teams? He can play special teams. He ain't that very good as a receiver. He's a very, at best, average receiver for these Dallas Cowboys. Maybe he can go somewhere else and you think he can be a late bloomer. But in Dallas, he's a below average wide receiver and a, I guess, quality special teams guy. So, for that, if a dude shows that he's better, I'm, I'm all for putting him on the team over him. King said, Noah Brown might as well make a position change. Dude can do anything but play receiver. You've seen him play. I think a lot of us have seen Vasher play in college. He's average as well. Okay, so you got let's, – let's just play this game. Two average wide receivers. Now it's about traits. Who – Whose traits do I personally like more? I like Vasher's traits more. But traits can't be everything because now if you think that they're both below average or average wide receivers, then you do have to take in account the special team's value. That's the problem, right? That's why I say if Vasher shows he can be a better receiver, I'm taking him no doubt, not thinking twice about it. If he doesn't, then I don't think he makes a team. Uh, Lametra says Noah Brown. I don't know. I think Brown already hit his ceiling. <laughs> what ceiling? No, nah, that's deep. I ain't gonna do that to Noah. Right, Noah is what he is. He is what he is. Let me go back to this uh tier one here. Are we having enough conversations about the quarterback situation? Cooper Rush. Ah, Devin Street could be, he could be, Vasher could be a Devin, but Devin Street played, what, two years in Dallas? He had maybe a few good games. Is is the quarterback situation, should we be talking more about that, given Dak Prescott has been injured a bit? And I know Cooper Rush won that game last year, but I ain't going to lie to y'all. I I wasn't thrilled at that game. Yeah, he, he got us down there. I wasn't thrilled in how he did it. It got done though, right? So, so there's that. You want to talk about hitting your ceiling? Cooper Rush is what he is. I would, I would have welcomed quarterback competition. Yeah, I would, I would have welcomed it. I don't think it's, it's being talked about enough. Um, I'm not saying that it should be, but it feels like that conversation kind of has dwindled because Dak is back. Um, he's healthy going into the off season, but. Last year, we were literally like, yo, we need to do something at this quarterback spot because what if Dak isn't ready or what if he gets hurt? And he did get hurt. And we did win a game. But I wonder, I just I just wonder if we had a better court backup quarterback situation, would that have allowed Dak to rest a little bit more? Now, I, something to think about. What's up, Seth? This is true. They did win the game. But I, I'm just saying if, if Cooper had to play for three games, four games, I don't know if I want all that. I want all that? Toxic said Dallas loves their ginger backup quarterbacks. He's going to be the next offense coordinator after Kellen. D Block believes the Cowboys need to add a veteran receiver in that room. I would have loved that uh, in free agency. I mean, they technically added James Washington, so I guess there's your veteran, but. A guy like Jarvis Landry would have been a really good add to me. Um, I I often think about Dallas adding a guy like that and then saying, hey, Michael Gallup, we're going to put you on Pup or whatever it is because you are a long-term investment, and Pup will at least get us to about week six where you can come back, and you can get by with the Jarvis Landry. I think you could, and he can be what I like, the the slot receiver. So I would have liked – uh, Jarvis Landry. I know a lot of people are talking about Will Fuller. Sure, if you can get yourself six games out of Will Fuller, it, it'll be a damn good six games probably. Um, but your deep threat, I feel like you, he ain't got the speed as well, but your deep threat is going to be Tober if they use him that way. Yeah, Landry would have been perfect, says Craig. I, I think so too. Um, I, I'm a big advocate of having a slot guy. Landry's also a leader. Right. Let's talk about that for a second. Look into the wide receiver room. CD Lamb's your dude. Now, Noah Brown is the most tenured, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, He's the most tenured. But CD Lamb is your dude. He's also still young. He's also still learning to be a leader. He's also still learning the league and, and things like that. So who's that guy that you turn to when the going gets tough in that room? There really isn't one. And this is the first year for CD. And I mean, I'm just from a distance. I'm just looking at it from a distance. I don't really think CD is is that kind of veteran type of leader player from right now. He may develop into that. Maybe this is a year that gets him going. But he even talked about how he leaned on Cooper heavily. Heavily. Anytime. And rightfully so. He's a young player. Whereas you look at Michael Parsons. We all will look at Mike and be like, yo, he is that type of alpha leader, right? He's that type of alpha leader. So not having that guy in the room, we'll see what happens when the going gets tough. Maybe Tobert will develop into that over the next number of years because Tobert kind of has some leadership qualities to him. He's a little bit older. Um he talked about wanting to be a role model for for players or yeah for players and young kids and things like that maybe he will be he'll take over that leadership role when he's older but right at this moment uh Dallas doesn't have that Craig says what about Julio he's even he's just as much injury prone as well uh would Julio walk him to would he walk him a a a role position. You know what I'm saying? Not being the dude, being maybe third or fourth. And I'm not saying Julio should be third or fourth, but if Julio comes in here and once Gallup gets back, you are knocking him down to three. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'd kind of want Tober to get all those reps. Julio is done. He'd have to go to a team like like the Bucks, Where his pecking order makes sense. You're not putting Julio above Mike Evans and and Godwin at this point. So if he's your third guy, maybe he transitions into a big slot like Larry Fitzgerald did as he got older in his career. I think he'd be all right with that because you got Tom, I got Mike, I got. But if he come here and be like, hold on. You putting you putting James Washington in over me. I don't know if that's something he would want to do. I think I agree. King element. I think he might need to retire, too. I didn't really go into detail on certain guys like Jake Ferguson and Devin Harper. Do you guys think any of them should, in fact, anybody on these lists, should any of these guys be ranked in my top 40? I, I would imagine these are the guys tier two, probably not, but any of these guys, should they be ranked in, in my top 40 or are they? Would they be ranked in your top 40? Another player I think might, might have a, he might not have a hard time giving a room, but Devin Harper is an interesting character because that room is so light that he might make the team as a special teams player and he has the athletic potential. So I won't go as far as saying least likely to make the team because the room maybe dictates that he will. But I don't think he should have been in my top 40 though. Uh, Professor, o, okay, he says I'm good with none of these being in the top forty. All right, all right. Let's see here. Maybe Rico if he stays healthy. Asian Persuasion says she really or he or she, I'm sorry, really likes Aaron Hansford, the linebacker from Texas A&M. Yeah, I had him out. I didn't have him in my uh, top sixty. So here's the question, jo- Joseph uh, Joe Sandberg, shout out to you. It's not who makes the team, because if you just jumping in here, the project, the way we did it, it's very confusing. I promise you, it'll make sense, though. I'm doing a top 40, right? One through 40. There's going to be a rankings for that. Tomorrow, we're going to unveil uh, 40 to 31. We're doing a top 40. But it's 60 players in all, and I did the bottom of the roster who missed that cut. I ranked them into two, two tiers. Very confusing. I apologize. It's the best way I can think about it without trying to do 60 different rankings. So I, I definitely think, hell, almost all these players except the running backs, they'll fight that out, will make this team. Maybe TJ, but... The question is, should any of these guys be in the top 40? Professor O says, keep an eye on Peyton Hendershot. He's actually... I don't want to say it might have been above Jake Ferguson I think Jake Ferguson and, and Peyton Hendershot were kind of battling for that tight end four-ish role according to Kyle Yeomans and Bobby Belt yeah top 40 as being active well that, that'd be 46 I just I'm just doing a, a flat out number 40 P.A. P.A. Boy says well Hannah makes a team he should take a big step forward I think he makes a team as well should he be in the top 40 though Extreme Assassin says, got to get Vasher on the field. You know who Vasher reminds me of. He reminds me of Plax. Not overly super fast, dude. Not a a crazy route guy. Plax was just a big ass tight end that was really a receiver. They put him out there at receiver and they used his length. And, and, And I'm with you, Extreme Assassin. If, and I said this weeks ago when when we uh, were talking about these two players, Simi Fayoko and and T.J. Vasher, if he makes the team, don't just have him just be a guy and active every week. He ain't because he can't play – use him. Can you imagine you get down to the 25, 20, 15, and, and you decide to mix it up and throw a jump ball lineup out there, and you got T.J. Vasher on one side. Michael Gallup on another side. You slide C.D. Lamb in the middle uh, as a slot. And if you get one-on-one with one of those dudes out there, as much as I love C uh, 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 Lamb, just throw that thing up to T.J. Vasher. He's probably going to be guarded by a C.B. three or four, some little short corner. So use it. He Use your specialty players in those ways. He could literally be a Cameron Brate. Y'all remember Cameron Brate had a, a year where he had like 300 yards but six touchdowns. Plax was something, wasn't he, Jacob? Agent says, love him, but he's just a, pos- he's definitely just a possession receiver. Sure. I mean, there's no, there's no problem being just a possession receiver. And, you know, I love Michael Thomas. He's just a possession receiver. He's excellent though. And I'm not saying he's Michael Thomas. I'm just, I'm just getting at that. Uh, Lemitra says, we sleeping on story. No, no, Lemitra, That's my guy. I'm not sleeping on him, but. If you look at the list, I don't think I had many undrafted free agents on there. Uh, the only, the only one I think I might have had on there was Marquise Bell. So let me ask you, Marquise Bell or Story Jackson? I've got Marquise Bell uh, right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, listen, that's the thing, Craig. I'm not guaranteeing anything about about a Vasher or a Semi or Nowhere or nothing. It is a big giant question mark, but he is intriguing because he has traits and I don't need him. I know this sounds crazy because you want him to make the routine plays, but I would love to use him as a red zone guy. I feel like he make he probably makes the the spectacular catch more than he makes the routine, a uh, routine play. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to see that. Uh, all right. We got, we got James on the horn real quick. We'll take some calls here before we wrap it up. I told y'all we ain't going to be long today. Uh, truck driver, James what's goodie, bro.
1: What's going on, Sky? How you bro? I'm
0: good, man. I'm good.
1: Man, I'm so sick and tired of this Noah Brown talk. Man, we give we giving this guy four years. He got thirty nine career um catches. Um all he does is special teams. If that was the case, if if, if we if we looking at special teams, if that was the case, we should have kept Malik um with Turner, Malik Turner. We should have kept him. Uh, yeah, I, and I agree. he's a better receiver. I agree. I mean, I just feel like one of these young guys. You know, I'm hoping that yeah. one of these young guys can take him out. And um, I mean, because I feel like I feel like at this point it's a wasted spot to keep him. I mean, he, he 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 has no value on the offense. Zero. Yeah. All he does is special teams. I mean,
0: Malik Turner signed for one year, one point one million dollars.
1: I don't know why we didn't keep that guy, man. I, I mean or re him. I just don't understand it. And we kept Noah. What what is And we kept Noah instead. And and if you look at Malik Turner's tape from last year, which he doesn't have much, but when he did get in the game, dude got some wheels with him, man. He tried to make some things happen, which you would never see from Noah Brown as a receiver. No.
0: No, 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 no. That's not his game. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know it was that cheap. I thought I mean, he might have got close to like $2 million or over $1.1 $1. $1 million. I, I mean, I wonder what they looked at because I'm pretty sure, James and Chat they went in there and said, Noah Brown, Malik Turner. What do we like about these guys and what do we value most? I don't know how you can say Malik Turner is not at least as good of a special teams dude as Noah, if not better. And then I look at the the way he plays receiver – I, I think he's shown more receiving things than Noah Brown. So, you know, there's this, there's a joke going around that says, "Oh, hey, Noah Brown got naked pictures of Jerry, things like that." But but it makes you wonder what the hell was going on that Noah keeps making his team when guys like uh, you know a Malik Turner don't.
1: I mean, I just I just don't see it, bro. I mean, I mean, I I just you know what he come He came out of Ohio State, um, so you thought maybe with that pedigree, you thought maybe you know he would turn into something but he hasn't turned into anything I mean it's special teams and, and he he hasn't even made the pro Bowl as a special teams player so he definitely can be replaced sure. by somebody with better potential
0: Th- that's my whole thing if, if the potential is higher than than whatever his value is I'm rolling with it and live with it because think about this we gotta we gotta put it in this way are you gonna miss a Noah Brown
1: no all right you're not going to miss him. You're not going to miss him on special teams and you're damn sure not going to miss him on offense. Yeah. I mean, he can be replaced. You can replace that special team with a linebacker, a bigger, faster linebacker.
0: That's a question I would have loved to, I would have loved for them to ask during the free agency period. Like, Hey, you know, what made Noah Brown more valuable to this team than, than Malik Turner?
1: Well, you, you know, you know what it is, Scott? And, 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 I'm going to say this and then, cause we could be all day about this. You know what I'm going to say? This goes to the point that, again, you got a owner that's playing GM and then you got his son that's playing, I guess you could say GM and they're not football guys. So when it comes to them, you know, making GM decisions, they, they, they can't, they don't make the right decision. It's, you know we are fans mm. and i'm pretty sure that a fan could see that Malik Turner was better than Noah Brown as a receiver and he sure, was but, at but least but James equal as go ahead
0: i'd argue they didn't make that de- they didn't make the Noah Brown Turner decision that that's that's below them i feel like i feel like they make they'll they'll, they'll get involved with the bigger guys the D-laws right the, the those the Randy Gregories but Malik Turner and and, and Noah Brown, I feel like they probably said, hey, Bones, who you want? And Bones decided to go, and I'm just me speculating. Bones decided to go with the uh, – I don't think Jerry Jones. They went to Jerry and said, hey, Jerry, we got to pick between Noah and and Malik. He probably like, who? You know what I mean? So I think that might have been more of a coaching and and, uh, scouting decision, bro, honestly.
1: So you you uh, you think that that special teams coach got that much pull where well, they would go and ask him oh, what yeah. he wants instead of asking McCarthy. Oh yeah, bro. I mean, damn, McC- McCarthy ain't got no balls, then. Bro, I mean, bro. he just walking around. Go ahead.
0: Do you remember <laughs> in twenty twenty, Coach Coach uh, yeah. Coach Bones was out here calling all these crazy wild fake plays and fake yeah. punts and all this I stuff, do. and they was questioning him yeah. like, "Yo, what's going on?" And that's because McCarthy say, hey, "Man, I don't. I let him do that." You know, so yeah, for, for for absolutely, I think they go yeah, to to well, bones and say, this person or that person.
1: Well, that I guess this is the dysfunction that we deal with because if I'm a head coach, I'm running it like Parcells or I'm running it like Belichick. You know, just throwing two coaches out there. I'm throwing two coaches out there that um that are old school, and I'm not going to say that they necessarily meddle in everything. But they got an ear to everything, you know. And you're not gonna do no dumb shit because you know you gotta look at them when you do that dumb shit. Do you think that Bones would have did that if Parcells was the coach?
0: Um, Bones wouldn't have as much much power, but I mean, I, I personally like Bones. I think he's made our special teams much better. But I'm just let, I'm just saying, yep. I think he has that pool. Like I think it's been proven that he's got that type of pool.
1: Team, that, well, that's going to be McCarthy's downfall because he's just letting, like his offense coordinator, he's just letting him just, you know, hey, you install it, you run it, okay? But guess who it comes back on? You looking like the nut. Yep. Okay, Bones, you install it, you call it however you see it fit. And then when they go wrong, guess who it's coming back to? You, because you the head coach. You know, I, mean, uh, so I, that, I agree. That's McCarthy's fault. That that's what he's doing.
0: Uh, no, I, I mean, listen, we, I kind of I think I think Jason Garrett kind of shed light on on his on his problem, his issue uh, yesterday when I heard his his interview. He said I didn't speak up enough. You know that was my downfall. Right. Um right. And I think McCarthy and, and, and it's hard too when you get snipped. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know yeah. your voice don't carry as much weight as your as a guy that they they like more than you. And um, that's where I yeah. think the the confrontation needs to come in and say, well, listen, y'all, if y'all don't want to do it this way. Y'all can either get rid of me, right, or are we going to do it the way that I know has been proven to win. You right. can't tell me your way has been proven to win because you ain't won in 30 years, and the way you won before doesn't exist anymore. I digress.
1: Right, right. Um, from, the, from the great Mike Tomlin, you don't run away from coaching, you run to coaching. Mm,
0: I love that interview, bro.
1: I did too, man. Hey, you know what? That interview made me want to go put pads on.
0: Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite coaches, man. Like I know a lot of Steelers yeah. fans, it blew my mind when they was trying to get rid of Mike Tomlin. I'm like, he yeah, he doesn't have a losing season. Ben Roethlisberger they stopped being good like got. a half a decade ago or so.
1: Yeah, they just don't know what they got. Hmm. Yeah. But bro, keep doing your thing. Man, I I, I man, I was hoping not nothing wrong with you yesterday, bro. I'm looking at my phone, I'm like, <laughs> well, I ain't getting no update. Yeah, I, I ain't getting no update. I'm like, well, you know, yeah. I'll
0: be good. I put it in the community. I put it in the community that, that we had some technical oh, issues okay. internet wise that I would had to spend some oh, time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We gotta figure it out though.
1: Oh, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, brother. I know. Um. Hey, I know Coach Mar's probably gonna be calling you, man. Hey, that dude, <laughs> yeah. man, that's full of wisdom, right that's there. That's some wisdom, boy. bro. Hey, yeah. Hey, when when he when he talk, all I do is listen.
0: Mm-hmm. Then he be it. You do, man. Yeah. You do. Y'all, are, y'all all right, bro. are great. We well, have a good one, man. Appreciate you, man.
1: Yep. All right, man. Appreciate.
0: You. Yeah, man. I my guy says Steelers fans are spoiled, Rod, and I agree. Toxic. You know what I find hilarious? When people say Cowboys fans are spoiled. Spoiled of what? Spoiled of what? If anything, we so damn loyal. Listen, Detroit. Uh, the Browns. I give it. If you if you are a Detroit fan or a Brown fan, you your, your loyalty might go further than ours. But if you've been rocking as much as we've been rocking. During this period. You can't question our loyalty loyalty. We ain't won shit in 30 years. And we still here every day. So I find it hilarious when they say we're spoiled. No, no, no. the fans, yeah, yeah, yeah. They might be spoiled. You know, two Super Bowls in in, in this century. You know. Whining and crying about about Mike Mike Tomlin. I take a Mike Tomlin all day on this team. All day. Why are you? What's going on, Dak? Not done yet? on this show yeah yeah what's what's going on Dak not done yet. you ain't gotta give it more specific man um there are too many Marv's facts that's why I have to say coach Marv which yeah, I have coach Marv in my system and then we got the other OG Marv one of the other requirements is your name has to be Marv where'd you go if you want to be a cowboy fan <laughs> Oh, so sa- salute to my bro Vach, in the building. We ran out of time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying now. Cause it, okay, the the clock game yesterday. Dak not done yet. Yeah, I don't do clock game here, but Vach do the clock game. We run out of time, so it's no disrespect. It's just a way to get the calls to go real smooth. And and if you haven't seen clock game, that's that's how it works. It's kind of like uh. I really don't even, I don't even know. I, don't, I really don't honestly know, but time run out, you hit the buzzer, you're done. That's pretty much how the clock game go, man. So I get what you're saying now. <laughs> all right, man, let's uh, finish up these chats here. And we're going to get out of here. It's not going to be too long of a show. Craig said, I'm not sold on Washington at all. See, 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 Craig, this is what I find funny. Y'all know I love saying this. This is what I find funny about fans. Let me go find the other, the other comment you had. Craig said, well, I'm not really sold on Washington, but just give Noah Brown some some better coaching. Craig, what are we doing? Is it the bias? Because you're an OSU fan, but you, you can't sit here and look at me with a straight face and tell me that Noah Brown is better or has more potential than James Washington. You know what I'm saying? So just got to be careful and i get it as fans our biases our fandom it, it, it's impossible to completely rule it out but there ain't no way noah brown better than that dude oh come on man you don't know you come on man come on what up jesse yeah man if i be in here bro Dak was done on Vach's show Says talk. Yeah, it was it was hilarious yesterday. But, yeah, like Vach said, man, call back in today. We should be good to go. Jay says, Washington is solid. Be real, he came into the league when Big Ben was on decline and had Mason Rudolph. Facts. Facts. Uh, I, I personally think that James is going to have a, a solid year. Come on, Vach. We don't do that on here. That's behind the scenes, bro. <laughs> Speaking of which, this will be an interesting day later on. Uh, let's get some more, some more chats. That, that's why it's not going to be a long show. Lamar, I got shanked by the butter knife. One of the best YouTube names out there in the community. We all like Quinn and McCarthy don't have a say with him. He installs it. He calls it. We all like Quinn. And McCarthy don't have a say. Well, well, McCarthy's not a defensive coach. Why would McCarthy have a say in that? You know what I mean? McCarthy's an offensive coach, and I think the issue is you're an offensive guy who was a play caller your whole career. He came to Dallas, and it was clear—it's clear as day now—that they took that away from you. You ain't voluntarily. You don't just up and voluntarily say, "Hey, I no, 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 I don't want to call plays. I want to give it to this guy who's only done it for a year." <laughs> Come on, man. what are you doing? What about bringing in Beckham? I think then a report just come out. Beckham won't be ready till like towards the end of the year. I think you got your your Beckham guy coming back and that's that's uh, Michael Gallup. So I honestly I'd rather will fuller because he's ready now. And if he's going to get hurt, he just get hurt. And if he gets hurt, then go sign later. See, that's that's what's dope about a team like the Rams or whatever, they don't give a damn what period of time it is in the season. They'll go sign a guy. They'll go draft or trade a guy. They'll go get a guy that's on sort the of market that they think they can use to help their team. For whatever reason, Dallas, once you get past about May or June, that's it. You might get the surprise uh, Everson Griffin type of signing. Nobody looked at Malik Hooker as this amazing signing last year. Malik Hooker barely played. We like the potential, but I'm not putting him in that category of an Odell Beckham in the middle of the year. But after you get past that June, as much as Catboy likes to say, oh, this is a 365 day a year, you you know, the personnel act. No, it ain't. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. It's pretty much over after June. In fact, didn't he just say, "Hey, man, we're not we're not, we're not done in free agency. We're sitting on twenty three million dollars. We're not done. Well, players are getting signed. You know? yeah, maybe they'll bring in a linebacker next month. We'll see. Odell just tore yeah he tore his ACL yeah in um February, so I don't see it. I was out, I was out, Jesse, but we back, man. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back. All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Jacob said, no, 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 Sky. Player acquisition is 365 days a year. Yeah, for other teams. For Dallas, it's about 175 days. (laughs) The other hundred, we like our guys. Tony said, glad you got the issue fixed. Didn't know what to do at 7 a.m. So where you at That is 7, Tony? I'm still learning all these, these time differences. I know it's two hours if you're in Cali from where I'm at. It's an hour ahead if you're in the East Coast. Is it only one hour in between all that from, from here to Cali? I'm not really sure. Like if you live in the Rocky Mountains or something like that. Stephen Jones has not been in the office for weeks. Eh, probably, Lamar says the topic of Fossil and more having so much pull, but McCarthy needs to step in more, or take over. Okay, yet no one complains when the same process works for Quinn. So the topic of Fossil and more having so much pull, but McCarthy needs to step in more. But McCarthy, need, are you saying McCarthy needs to step in, or that's just a topic uh, to take over? yet no one complains when the when the same process works with Quinn. I don't who's compl- honestly I don't I don't have an issue with uh Bones. We might get upset because he might have called a bone-headed fake or something like that, but if you look at Bones' production from a special team standpoint, Bones is fine. He you know, I I don't have any, too many issues with Bones. The only thing that I wish Bones would have done is not bring in not keep, I should say, Greg Zerline when he had that whole uh leg issue or back issue. But again, McCarthy's not a special teams coach. McCarthy's not a a a, a defensive coach. What what is he going to tell Quinn? Even if Quinn was a terrible defensive coach, right? For instance, look what he did with Mike Nolan. If he was as bad as Mike Nolan, Mike Nolan gone, and that was his boy. That's all he can really do. McCarthy can't go into Quinn and say, "Hey, hey, man, we, we need to do this stunt here. We got this D E D tackle stunt. I like that better." Quinn be like, man, if you don't go on, and get. You don't know about this. But McCarthy can go to more and say, no, 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 no. When we get this coverage, this actually works better or this this situation is be- because that's what he does. So that's why I don't you don't hear people bring up McCarthy checking Quinn or I guess he could check uh uh bones for fake punts. I I'll give you that. But again, that's four times out of how many punts do they hundred? Where there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of play calls and installs that he could easily step into with, with Kellen Moore um, that he clearly admitted to saying, you install it, you call it. Hey, that's on you, man. So unless unless I'm not getting this right, just call in and until so I can uh, understand you a little bit more. Special teams equally important as others, it, no doubt. Other phases of the game don't go too hard on bones, right? I, which is why I'm not trying to like. Bones has been good for our special teams, without a doubt. A little, the the little you know relationship with Greg Delay kind of hurt the Cowboys in a way. So weird! It's such a weird year last year for Greg. He made a handful of game winning or game tying field goals but he missed way too many early on that set the cowboys up for later and losing games it was just a just a weird year for him all right i think we're gonna wrap this thing up man We got a got a long day ahead i'll be back on later with Voch over on the volume at 306 ish shout out to the three ish mafia so make sure y'all tune in for that um hit that sub button man hit that sub button we'll be back tomorrow talking about the actual rankings we're going to rank 30 I'm sorry 40 to 31 I think that's where it's really going to get fun because now we get to you get to see who I think is above or below a certain player or what have you and again I know it's not the the greatest there's no news so we're just kind of trying to make sure we get some type of quality content out here. So tomorrow we'll be on for that. 31, 41, 40 to 31. Keep getting those mixed up. And, uh, later tonight, our guy, Mauricio will be back on for a to Z sports prime time about eight, eight, 8 PM. He's usually on time. I'm not, but he's usually on time. So make sure y'all tune in for that, man. Hit the like button. If you enjoyed, uh, today's show and run this back. If you missed it, we will have this up on all of the platforms, On social media. We have it up on uh, all the podcast platforms as well. So, Jacob said, answer my question. Do I think Ezekiel is Elias? Yes. If if that comes out that he's actually not Elias, I'll be shocked. That'd be dope, but I'd be shocked. I think he's Elias. I do. With that said, hit this button, man. Appreciate y'all. Bomb squad. I tell you what. Y'all might see me at 12 days. Y'all might see me down there at uh, uh, Dickey Center. Smackdown's coming. Maybe I'll go. Get my flex on. Love y'all, man. We out here.